0: What's up everyone, I'm your host JJ Rivera, and welcome to 305 Culture, a podcast where you'll feel the heat. Now let's get down to business and talk some Miami Heat
1: basketball. Hey hoop heads. we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury, Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com. Spell A-R-Y-S-E. And use the code hoopheads to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E dot com with promo code Hoopheads to get 20% off.
0: What's up everyone? I'm your host JJ Rivera and welcome to 305 Culture, a podcast where you'll feel the heat. Now let's get down to business and talk some Miami Heat basketball. Today we're going to talk about some general NBA news, a bombshell Report about a certain Greek freak, and we're gonna do we're gonna begin our draft profiles. So let's start with some news. The NBA and the NBA Players Association have agreed on a start date for the regular season, they voted today, if I'm not mistaken, or yesterday. The new season will begin on December 22, and training camps are set to begin on December 1st. Per ESPN, the trade moratorium will be lifted shortly before the November 18 draft, which is, which is expected to be around November 16 per Shams Charania of the Athletic. I just want to say that I'm very happy as a basketball fan that the NBA will be back so soon, but I am a bit worried about Miami's resting period. There are a few teams that haven't played since March, which will inevitably, inevitably give them an advantage, i.e. the Warriors. They they were. I, could, I don't think the Warriors could ask for a better transition season because let's be honest, they weren't winning anything this season. They were banged up. They were tired after an incredible five-year run. And I don't think... I think the pandemic was in some ways a blessing in disguise for them as they could get a lot of rest and gear up for a for another title run this season. However the Miami Heat and the Lakers too, which were the two finals contestants, they'll have, when the season begins, they'll have 71 days of rest. I think this is a little bit too early. I I talked on Twitter about avoiding an NFL-style situation where a lot of the top stars are getting injured. If you didn't notice, players like Saquon Barkley, Chandler Jones, people like that, they... They suffered season-ending injuries due to a lack of an appropriate training camp. And I think the NBA could fall into a bit of a precarious situation. I must say that almost every NBA season, a top star suffers some sort of injury. So let's see. Last season was Steph Curry. So let's see which star gets the unfortunate designation this season. I hope hope everybody stays healthy. It's highly unlikely there will be, there will very likely be some COVID cases inevitably since you're not in the, the comfortability in the, the comfortable place. Well, not as comfortable as us commoners think. It's very hard to be away from your family for such an extended period of time and being confined to a single space is it's really tough. It doesn't matter if you're a millionaire or if you're, you're a dirt poor, it's still very tough to be confined to one place. And I think COVID. There will be inevitably be uh, some COVID cases around the, around teams. We have seen multiple NFL teams having to shut down facilities for some time. Got the Tennessee Titans fiasco, the Las Vegas Raiders fiasco too, which led to some suspensions. But we're not going to talk about NFL in this podcast. Any anyway, I think we should really be concerned. Well, not concerned, but wary of of the of the of this NBA season's viability, because it might it can get easily suspended or canceled. But we haven't seen one of the top one of the major sports leagues in North America do that yet. So I hope the NBA is the exception. Let's talk about another issue. The free agents that sign with new teams are going to have a very tough time getting integrated since training camp is going to be pretty short. And there might be a chance that training camp starts and teams are still signing free agents. That happened way back in 2012 due to a lockout. And we might have a very similar situation. Miami is expected to bring in some free agents. So the adjustment period for those players will be will be very short and very weird. And to in order to adjust to a new city, a new team gonna be it's gonna be tough for some players and those free agent signings maybe in the beginning might look like duds if fans start growing restless they 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 might realize that it's not a it's just maybe due to circumstances and in a normal year those signings would have panned out way better earlier in the season but let's see how it goes let's move on to some other pressing issues they saw a tweet today about the salary cap situation for the league in general. I'm going to read the tweet now. If the 2020-21 salary cap is flat at $109.1 million, then it grows exactly at 2%, it would mean a $111.3 million cap for 2021-2022. That would be much less than the original $125 million cap, but it would still allow the heat to create a Giannis size max salary slot plus an additional 6 to 9 million dollars of cap room. This was Albert Nahmad. Good job with the tweet. And let's talk about that. We all know that the Heat are are during are engaging in a two-year plan in order to bring in the Greek Freak. We're, we're going to be talk about that much later since this this week we saw a very a very Unexpected report I would say. I don't want to discredit her because listen, she's been right she's been right before Ethan Skolmick from five recent sports uh vouch, vouched for her and it was really sad seeing some guys on Twitter discredit her just for the fact that she was a woman. But anyway, we'll talk about that later. What I my main takeaway for that was that Miami could offer the mid level exception, which stands at around nine million dollars this season. For more than one season. Now, will they do that? I don't know. Maybe not. Because we have so much uncertainty. Heading into the 2021 season. That, But let's just, for the, for the sake of argument, let's say that they use it. I think it will make be much more plausible to retain Crowder. Since I think Crowder should fall around that $9 million range. And he'll certainly want a multi-year deal. He has stated that he wants to stay in Miami. I want him back, but at the right price. I don't, I'm don't. i not willing to overpay for him. And I was reading The Athletic and saw an article from John Hollinger detailing the player valuation for this year's free agency. Now, the Jay Crowder situation would be... It's a tough pill to swallow. I think I, should, I, would, I personally, if I were Pat Riley or Andy Ellisberg, I would look more towards centers before bringing in, bring before committing money to Jay Crowder because Jay Crowder, there are some players in the draft that might be able to fill that hole that Crowder might, might leave or there are some other free agents that could potentially fill in that role even better. Let's talk about the player valuation from John Hollinger. Okay. This article, I had some issues with it, starting with two words: Hassan Whiteside. Let's start right off the bat by saying that there's absolutely no way that Hassan Whiteside gets seventeen million dollars, which was the the money that Hodger argued that Whiteside might get, which I think is absolutely ludicrous. Whiteside's not—he's not a very good player, as Heat fans can attest. We we dislike him heavily over here in Miami. We feel like he stole money from us after signing a huge extension way back in twenty sixteen. This ain't twenty sixteen anymore, folks. We're about to have a new precedent and <laughs> there's been an election going on if you haven't noticed. I it's taken most of America's attention Dude, for good for good reason, Burn. Let's talk talk about politics. First off, let's talk about the case against Hassan Whiteside receiving. Seventeen million dollars this season. There. By the way, spoiler: there are no, there are no reasons for Hassan Whiteside receiving that that type of money, unless you're the Knicks and you do something stupid. Shout out to all my Knicks fans out there. I, I know I, I can feel your pain. It will probably get better. Hang in there. Hmm. All right, Hassan Whiteside is thirty-one. He can't shoot from anywhere uh, unless he's right below the rim. He led the league in blocks, which seems cool if you're a a box score watcher. But if you watch the games, he's often caught hunting for those blocks, which inflates his stats and might create the perception that he's a good defender. He is not, ladies and gentlemen. He is not a good defender. He can rebound. You know, he... He's not a, a bad rebounder, but you can't run a you can't roll up uh, run a pick and roll with him. He's very challenged offensively. He's a terrible passer, and in my opinion, he's just a, a flat out flat out a bad player. I don't know what's the deal with Hollinger's player evaluation tool. I certainly hope he looks into that because. There's a reason he gets paid. He he works at the Athletics, so he's smarter than me, I guess, and he worked in the front office. He's a smart basketball mind, but I disagree heavily with him. $17 for Hassan Whiteside. It's just... Just call it what it is. Egregious. Okay, ran over. Let's talk about some other interesting things and stop beating a dead horse. Hassan Whiteside left, and we miraculously got rid of his contract. I wish him the best, really, as a, you know... It's not, it's not good for your heart to hold on Hold on that much hate. Anyway, let's talk about Sir Chewbacca. Last week I had a really good conversation with Mark Schindler and we both agreed that Sir Chewbacca would be a dream signing this offseason. He fits so well with the Heat. And Hollinger, once again, his player valuation tool was a little bit, Suspect, I would say. He said that Serge Ibaka could command $5 million. That's outrageously low for a player who contributed so much to the Raptors' playoff run this uh, this season. He shoots the ball well. He can still defend the rim. He's not a really good rebounder. He's not a really good like offensive rebounder, but he can contribute. And what we need is some, somebody in order to bank bodies. We Listen, as Mark... Pointed out last week, I hope that the league that the league doesn't transition to bringing in a lot of big guys in order to counter the Lakers. The Lakers were the biggest team in the league, and they had that unique advantage. There are ways to beat them. They were not unbeat- unbeatable. It's just that they went up against some. They went against two small teams in in, in the playoffs. They went against the the Rockets and the Heat, and well. When you have Anthony Davis, it certainly helps. Anthony Davis is, is unstoppable. You can only hope to contain him. And when he's paired with LeBron James, that's just remarkable to see, with your own eyes. But I, I think that he still need to bring in some some bodies for the front court. the The Celtics didn't have a true center. They mostly pushed us. They mostly played their. They have a Plethora of wings, and we beat them because we had the superior players at center. But oftentimes, when we played Kelly O, he would get out-rebounded by Ennis Canner, and we and he could get pushed around easily. So, I think a search Ibaka would do us tremendous, and would serve us tremendously. And at $5 million, that would be an absolute steal. I would actually try to bring in Ibaka before trying to retain Crowder. Ibaka could certainly command. And get much more than five million dollars. I think I would offer him the mid level if he se- if he settles for less than that, I would be absolutely thrilled to have him. But let's be honest; it's not really it's not realistic for him to be to sign for such a low number. Five million dollars is something that you give to a saw sol- a rotation player, but. Sir Chewbacca could be a very, very solid starter for the Miami Heat. And $5 million will, will not cut it. Anyway, after the break, we're going to move on to this week's huge story. I think we all know what we're talking about. The Ashley Nicole Moss report. She went viral with Heat, with NBA Twitter this this week. And all of us Heat fans were really excited about the news. So stick around. And I'll see you after the break.
1: Hoopheads Nation, we appreciate you listening to this episode of the 305 Culture with JJ Rivera. Be sure to check out these other basketball pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, Bleachers and Boards, and our other team focused NBA pods, hashtag Lakers, Grizz and Grind. Knuck a few buck, Cavalier central and blazing the path. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game from grassroots to the NBA.
0: And we're back. Let's move on to this week's huge story. Ashley Nicole Moss, radio host of The Greek Zone at iHeart Radio. You should check it out reported that Giannis Antetokounmpo is prepared to sign a long-term contract with the Miami Heat and that the Bucs don't want to lose him for nothing. I don't think any team would want to lose a player of Giannis Antetokounmpo's caliber for nothing. But hey, let's let's move on. She also reported that the Warriors prepared a very intriguing package for the Bucs, which includes Andrew Wiggins. However, Giannis is not prepared to sign a long-term deal with the Warriors. All right. First off, I want to say that I would love for this to be true. It would certainly push us push us way ahead in the timeline. It was. I think it would. It would certainly make the Heat the the title favorites for this season if they pull up the trade. But I want to first off what I'm about to say. I'm in no way discrediting discrediting her jo- her work. He has a legit source. It's just this is what will follow is my personal opinion. And if it happened and I really hope I'm wrong, but here he goes. I personally don't see a trade happening unless Giannis forces the buck's hand. And Giannis doesn't seem to be that type of guy. And I think that forcing a trade will just create a massive media circus, unnecessary attention, and it would derail the box season. Before fair, they had. I think Giannis wants truly was to win with Milwaukee before deciding if it's more viable to stay there, or not. But a forcing a trade would would ruin his reputation. I think it would it would be KD level of reputation damage, and the Heat will hey, will instantly become the most hated team in America. Right away, after, which brings me back to the good old Heatles days. I would prefer to get Giannis in free agency if, we're, if I'm being honest, because it enables us to keep Tyler Hero on the team, and which would be way much better for fit purposes, as he will provide much needed spacing for a potential Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Giannis, and a Kumpo court. And a let's let's check out if in a potential Giannis trade you have to absolutely include Hero. Robinson, Kendrick Nunn, and probably Igodala for starters. You you had those are include our three best young players. Hell, maybe even KZ would have to be included in that deal. And the but and there's listen, people talk about the Warriors, Yana joining the Warriors, which would be really, really, really impressive with form a really formidable team. But the Warriors don't have the offer that I think that he could put put together. The Bucks, I I wouldn't want no part of Andrew Wiggins. They would also have to include at least they're the Warriors are over the cap, so they will have to include at least Draymond Green. And if without Giannis, that team would not work as well as it does because the team is built specifically around Giannis. So acquiring. Those two players, what it would do is just... It would ultimately hurt the box. If Giannis ends up leaving or forcing a trade... Which is highly unlikely, by the way. They should have just engaged in a full rebuild. Unless they somehow had the chance to get another superstar. Which seems highly unlikely. Because let's face it. I don't think superstars are clamoring to play in Milwaukee. Unless they want to play with Giannis. But that... That seems highly unlikely. Shout out to Devin Sanzkes. I know he, I know he doesn't appreciate that type of talk in Milwaukee. I'll, I'll have to go to Milwaukee one day. I've, I've heard it's a beautiful city, but the reality of the situation is that NBA NBA superstars are not dying to play in Milwaukee. That's just how it is. I don't expect Giannis to sign his supermax extension this offseason. The money will be there next summer, even if he suffers a, an injury. Uh, I hope he doesn't. Really? Moss also reported that Giannis splits his offseason between Greece and Miami. We will see how this goes as... This situation will be of constant discussion all season long. I... I would just say to Bucks fans that you guys are in for a very long season. And Heat fans too because... Well, not in the ways that... Not in the daunting ways that the Bucks will be subjected to a long offseason. But... Listen, we'll be like to uh, every other player. I think we'll, What I mean, a very long off season, which would be fun for us, but for the Bucks fan, for Buck fans, it will we'll not be very fun. If we're being honest, seeing this their their best player since since Lual Sendur, known as Karim Abdul, his real name is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar right now, and he also forced his way out of Milwaukee. To LA, which would, which I think would be very difficult for Bucks fans to swallow. And just, this is the reality of smart market, market teams, man. And be a small, small market teams have a, such a razor thing, margin of error, that small market, big market teams simply enjoy not having. Because, as we saw with the Lakers, they, they can screw up. For multiple years and you can still land you can, land you can land backwards into LeBron James and give up a lot of players for for Anthony Davis because he wants to go there who would have I think would have signed with the Lakers regardless this offseason if they had the cap space anyway that's enough enough Giannis talk let's talk about the future of this team which we can't control Let's talk about the draft. I read some mock drafts, and we're going to start some draft profiles. And I'm going to concentrate on two mock drafts today, give my thoughts on who they have the heat picking. This week, we're discussing the Ringer's mock draft and CBS Sports' mock draft. The Ringer has Miami's picking Desmond Bain at 20, and CBS Sports has them picking Patrick Williams at number 20. Let's start with Desmond Bain. I read some scouting reports on him and here are my main takeaways. Bane averaged 19.3 points per game, 6.5 rebounds per game, and 3.9 assists per game. He's right off the bat, he's 22 years old. He will be older than Tyler here when he enters the league and he will be a rookie. He's got a very strong frame. He ranked in the 88th percentile in one-on-one defense, which is good. He's a good shooter. He shot 44.2% front three in his senior season. And his length and height allow him to be a solid defender. He's six six, with a wingspan of, with a wingspan reaching six five. He's not not a particularly physical specimen, but he he shows some attributes that Miami loves to see in prospects. He's scrappy. He brings a lot of energy, and he can contribute right away. Probably on offense. He my big question mark with him would be his his age I don't think there's a lot of polishing to do with a player who's already 22 entering the league but it would be certainly it would certainly be a really good get for us if we can snatch him now let's talk about the prospect who I like more and the and it's CBS Sports. well CBS Sports has has them picking Patrick Williams the ringer for context has the Kings at number 12 picking Patrick Williams. He's he's got first right off the bat, he's got six he's got a six eleven wingspan. He's got an incredible athleticism. He can brings a lot of energy. NBADraftNet.com compared him to OG and Anobi, which sounds really exciting for Heat fans. OG Ananobi is a heck of a player. I don't know if it seems like ages ago, since 2020 Times moved, time moves different. Og Anunoby hit that huge shot for the Raptors that ultimately ended up changing the series. Let's talk about Patrick Williams, okay? He's 19 and he already has an NBA-ready body. He projects to be more of a, I would say, a, I wouldn't say a defensive specialist. He's just an energy energy guy. He can, he's his offensive game. He's an, he's an offensive project. He's really raw he had 50 turnovers to 29 assists at Florida State this season. That is a sign that his offensive game has a long way to go, a very long way to go before he can actually contribute efficiently on that end. I he's a really good team defender. He he's got the physical tools to be a a special defender and he's got and if he's got the will, the Heat's development staff will do wonders with him. I personally am in love with versatile defenders, and especially wings, because they can serve as, as a counter to elite offensive wings. This is a league populated with elite wings, so having a high-caliber caliber wing defender is a huge plus. In the end, Williams would be my choice between the two players, as his defense could serve us very well. And as I said, the Heat development staff has done a tremendous, tremendous job with the talent given to them. This past few years, we can name a few of them. Duncan Robinson, Tyler Harrow, and Bam Adebayo is probably the crown jewel of that development. I certainly think the Heat have probably the best development in the the league. Maybe the Raptors and the Spurs have something to say about that. Patrick Williams could come off the bench and he can fill the Derrick Jones Jr. role to a lesser extent. Jones Jr. is certainly more polished at this stage, although his offensive game is still nowhere close to being finished, and maybe he will never become a true big-time contributor. And that on that end, we'll probably lose Derek Jones Jr. He'll get a really he'll he'll get a big offer from a from a rebuilding team or a team that's looking to or a young team that's looking to push into the playoffs. Whoever gets him, we take good care of him. He's a really good player. He Brings a lot of joy. Really good defender. And he can still keep on improving. Now Patrick Williams. NBADraftNet.com NBA at comparing to OJ and Noby. But he, if he lands with the Heat, he reminds me more of Bam. Bam early in his career was a very raw athlete. He, his offensive game was a took on a lot of work and now he's got a lot of skills. He's one of the top players in this league. Probably a top 5 center. And he could get even better. Now he's a Defensive Player of the Year candidate, an All Star, and an All NBA type player. So I think Patrick Williams should be would be a really good pick for us. Next week I'll discuss more, uh, more draft club co- coverage and whatever news we get. I also want to add a caveat here at the end. Miami could very well end up trading up or down in this, I would say, weak draft. We'll see how they do, but as I mentioned before, the Heats Development staff is second to none. So I expect very encouraging things from this draft and I I'm really excited to see it. I didn't I don't I don't I not get to invest it in prospects before getting drafted because I like to see who we actually got before speculating a lot, but this is very fun and Let's, let's see how the Heat do on November 18. Well, those are my closing thoughts. Thank you for listening to 305 Culture Podcast. Subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at 305 Culture Pod. Wear your mask, keep your distance, and follow the NBA offseason. See you next week. Bye-bye.
1: to get started.
0: Thank you for listening to the 305 Culture Podcast. Subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at 305CulturePod. Wear your mask, keep your distance, and watch the NBA. See you next week.